Welcome to Celebration Church's podcast. We hope this helps you to know God better and trust Him more. To learn more about Celebration Church, please visit us at celebrationchurchlive.com. But we've been in a series, um, we've been in a series uh, where we're just going through and looking at the life of some of these people of faith from the scriptures. Um, we've just called it the classics. It's the classics volume three. Um, you can pick up um, volumes one and two from past years um, on our podcast and those kind of things. We're now on Spotify. Those of you who wanted us on Spotify, we're there. So you can find us on Spotify now. And so, um, but um, we t- today we're going to look at the life of Jonah, okay? Um, a little over a year ago, um, uh, we covered the life of Jonah and, and looked at him um, fairly recently when we were in um, a series called Flip the Script. And so when I went into detail about Nineveh and I went into detail about kind of the real reasons that Jonah fled. And um, Jonah did not flee because he was afraid of Nineveh. Um, Jonah was Jonah fled, just for a spoiler, um, that he didn't want the Ninevites to be forgiven. That was why he fled. He wanted judgment to come on him. He wanted them to suffer. And he was mad. At the end of it, he is mad at God that God, that God spared them and did, not, and did not bring his judgment on uh, the Ninevites. And so, um, but with this, oh, today we're looking at Jonah, not covering that part of the story. We're going to look at Jonah on the aspect of how to, how, what happens when we've made a mistake, when we've just made a bad decision and, and things need to begin to, to turn around. And Jonah is a great one to look at to see how when you've just not necessarily responded to God's voice initially the way that you should have. And so uh, let's go ahead and look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. We've kind of led off every time with this. That Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. The race marked out for us. There is a path marked out for your life. God has a plan and and none of us navigate it perfectly, okay? The life that you have lived is not the race God marked out for you, okay? Don't feel like that the, all of the stuff that, that's happened, the good and the bad and all of these different things, that God's thrown these, the, the, these bad things in your life because that's the race marked out for you, okay? No, we stumble through this thing, but God does have a plan, and we need to choose to begin to lean into that plan and listen for him for that plan. And, and as we see, uh, Jonah is one who just does not want to go with God's plan. God said, hey, go speak to Nineveh. And Jonah says, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm out. I'm out. And we've all had some moments in our lives where we, uh, we wish we could have a little bit of a redo, where we wish we could have done something, made a smarter decision, do things a little better. I know I've had a ton of decisions like that in my life through through the years, right, all of a sudden, I'm in the middle. I'm like, why 
did I do this? Why did I go this route? And so we've, we've all had those moments. But let's just go ahead and look at Jonah chapter 1, verse 1. It says, And the word of the Lord came to Jonah, Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. And he went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. And most of us don't know where Tarshish is, okay? Uh, but guess what? It's on, if you're in Israel, it is on the backside of Spain, okay? It is on this, the side that if you were going to get on a ship and sail for the, for the U.S., you would want, you'd maybe want to leave from Tarshish, okay? It's on the backside of of Spain. And so he is fleeing. And at that point, since they don't know about the United States, he is literally going to the furthest place in the known world he can possibly go. He is going as far away as he possibly can. He doesn't just decide, ha, huh, I'm not going to go. He says, no, I'm going as far the other direction as I possibly can. There are many of us in our lives who've known what God has wanted us to do and all of a sudden find ourselves going in the direct opposite way. That all of a sudden it's like somehow I'm as far off track as I possibly can be. And guess what? God still has a way from there. That's why one of the questions we ask ourselves here at Celebration Church is, is the first one is, is, where are you? You need to understand where you're at, what you're dealing with, what, what are things. And then the second question is, is which way forward from here? Because you can move forward from here. You can. There's a path forward. God has a path forward for, for you from where you're at, even if you've gone the wrong direction. And one of the first things we see in the life of Jonah is the fact that he initially, he takes responsibility for his bad decisions. You've got to take responsibility for your bad decision. Jonah 1.12 says, says, pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied. Notice this is Jonah's idea. God does not say for him to get chunked into the sea. Jonah just responds and says, throw me into the sea. So he says, pick me up and throw me into the sea, and, I and it will become calm, for I know that it is my fault and the great storm has come upon you. He responds in a rash, dramatic way and says, hey, chunk me into the sea. If you keep reading in the story, his shipmates are like, no, we don't want to throw you into the sea. We don't want to do that. I honestly think that, they, that if he would have said, you know what, I'm really supposed to be in, in, in Nineveh, just turn the boat around. I think they'd have done it. They were unwilling to throw him in. In fact, they make some sort of prayer and like, God, please forgive us. This was this dude's idea. Whoop. And they chunk him over. And so, but it's, but they finally, the storm keeps going and going and going. They don't initially chunk him over. They didn't want to, they didn't want to do it. But Jonah's just sitting there in his struggle, finally says, you know what? I get it. It's my fault. I need to begin to move forward in some way. He doesn't try to go back. He's just like, I just don't want the people around me 
to suffer the consequences anymore. Sometimes the best step in a bad decision is just to care about the people who are suffering from your bad decision. Sometimes that's the turnaround moment. It's not even that all of a sudden you're ready to do the fully the right thing. You're just ready to see pe people not suffer because you're doing the wrong thing. You know what? That comes back to the heart of God. So remember, we're supposed to love God and love others. Well, all of a sudden, a step towards loving God and honoring him can be a step to initially just to love others. To say, you know what? I'm just tired of other people suffering because I'm unwilling to do what I know I need to do. Jonah initially just took responsibility and began to turn things around. Proverbs 28, 13 says, whoever conceals their sin doesn't prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. And Acts 3, 19 says this, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. God wants refreshing for us. But we have to say, God, I'm going to go your direction. That's where the refreshing is. He's not withholding the refreshing because you're not doing what I said. There's no refreshing for you. No, it's like, no, it's over here. You're over there. I've told you to go here. Just come over here. And you'll find, there it is. It's refreshing from the Lord. And then the next thing we need to do is to make the good decision you know you need to make. Sometimes we don't know how to completely undo. We've made a bad decision. We've hurt ourselves. We've hurt some others. We don't know how to fully fix it. And sometimes we will sit and do nothing because we don't know how to make it right. But here's the first step is do the good you know to do. Take, take a step you know. And there is always, always a good decision you know you need to make. You may not know every decision you need to make, but there's a good decision you know you need to make. Most of the time, walking out of a bad decision is like walking out of a maze. You may not know the way, but you're like, I know I need to take a right right here. Take that right. And then the next thing will, will be revealed to you. Then if you walk a little bit, then you take a left, and the next one will be revealed to you. But you're not going to get any traction if you don't do the good thing you know you need to do. So Jonah, chapter 2, verse 1, says, from the inside of the fish. Remember, he gets swallowed by a fish after he's thrown into the water. And prayed to the Lord God, and he said, in my distress... I called to the Lord, and he answered me from deep in the realm of the dead. I called for help, and you listened to my cry. Jonah was confident that even in his lowest point, he could cry out to God. The, the number one lie the enemy will try to do to keep you stuck in your spot is to say, nope, you've pushed it to, too far, and, and God, doesn't want, God doesn't want your attention anymore. You've gone too far. No, I'm telling you, Jonah knew at least that one thing, that even in his lowest moment, he could cry out and he could talk to God. And then in verse 8, it says, As those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. You realize that God has, says, have no other gods before me? 
not to have any idols, not to have any graven in images, not because God just is like gets his feelings hurt that all of a sudden we have some other thing and he's just like, oh, I can't believe that. That God's all pouty and stuff because we were giving something else some attention. No, it's because as you turn towards that, you're turning away from God's love for you. All of a sudden, as we, give, as we sit there, God has nothing but good for us, and we give our attention to something that's worthless, all we end up is with worthlessness. And so he says, that's why God says, don't go towards any other graven images. Don't have any other gods before me. Why? Because in doing that, you're turning away from my love. I want to do good in your life, but if you don't follow me, you're not going to be able to walk in it. That's the whole point. It says, but, I will sh but with shouts of grateful praise will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. And then James 4, 17 reminds us of this, that if anyone then knows the good that they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. It may not be that all of a sudden there's something that's obviously outlined in the scriptures. And you're like, well, there's no scripture that says I need to do this. If your heart is telling you and it's a good thing, you need to do it. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you. Take that step forward, move it. The next thing you need to do once you're dealing with making a poor decision and stepping into a new thing is just embrace God's grace. Embrace it. Embrace it. Jonah 3.1 says, then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. God's still talking. God's still talking. Maybe you went the direct opposite of what you needed to do. Maybe you went the direct opposite, but God is still talking. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. Embrace it. On our time of need, it's usually when we've done something foolish and we should go to God's grace and he will respond to us. The next thing we need to understand is recovering from making a bad decision is don't let the bad choice define you. Don't let it define you. All of a sudden, if it begins to define you, if it begins to imprint on you, then you're stuck in it and you can't walk into a into new life. So don't let it define you. Romans 8.1 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation. No condemnation. Even if you've made an unhealthy decision, God wants to carry you in a new thing. And then the next space we need to understand is to not let it disqualify you. Sometimes we'll say, all right, it's not defining me. But now because I did this, now I'm disqualified and I can't be who I was meant to be initially. That is not true. That is not true at all. Don't let it disqualify you. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. Called according to his purpose. God's plan for your life. I'm telling you, you got to lean into it. All of a sudden, God's plan for Jonah didn't shift, even though Jonah ran the wrong direction. God didn't say, oh, whoops, there goes Jonah. Okay, who's next? Uh, Pastor Mauricio, hey, go to Nineveh. 
Jonah just bolted on me. Oop, there goes another one. Uh, uh, Brooklyn, go to Nineveh. No. He's like, nope, I'm fine. I'm hunting down Jonah. And Jonah went to Nineveh. And so since there's this space that then decisions, bad decisions are hurtful and harmful, and it's a process to walk out of it, then how do we safeguard and not make them to begin with? How do we make sure we're not being making destructive decisions to begin with? And one of the first things is, is to, to use God's word to guide you. To use God's word to guide you. That's why we looked at on the side of life, we went to God's word. We went to God's word. I understand there's all sorts of arguments and all sorts of stuff swirling in the world. But if we're going to follow him, we're going to have to let his word guide us. And if his word says that all life is sacred, then all life is sacred. We have to let his word guide us. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. If we're going to walk with God, we've got to let his word illuminate it. His word begin to show it, okay? And a lot of times it's a light for our, to our feet and a light to our path. All of a sudden it doesn't mean that we see the whole thing. We often don't see every little step we have to take, but his word shows us the next step we have to take and the next step we have to take and the next step we have to take. And that's why it's called trusting God, not getting the game plan from God so that all of a sudden you can go out and do it on your own, but walking with God and trusting him. Another thing we do is ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom. Ask for wisdom. John 16, 13 says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. And in the asking for wisdom, there's a couple of little questions you can kind of ask yourself. And one of the first ones is, is are my choices God-honoring? When you're trying to figure out wisdom, is this, is this decision God-honoring? Another one is, is how will it affect my spiritual health? Just a good question to kind of discern how the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding and then, like Jonah on the boat, understanding this, how will this decision affect the people closest to me? As we're looking for wisdom, wisdom is going to be, if we have a handful of questions, they're going to be able to help us to be able to make better decisions, hear the voice of God, allow the voice of God to ring clear and true in our lives so we can trust him and move forward. And then the last, last one is to seek godly counsel. To seek godly counsel. The Spirit of God will, will con the Scriptures say, let every word be established on the word of every two or by the mouths of every two or three witnesses. I can't tell you how many times in my life as I've been praying, as I've been seeking God on decisions, I feel like God has begun to show me in his word. And as I talk to people I trust, man, God begins to just confirm it out of people's mouths. With godly counsel, I'm telling you, it makes a difference. Proverbs 13, 20, he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers 
harm. And so in all of these different things, we've got the smallest, simplest bottom line we have ever had at Celebration Church. And that when it comes to decisions, you have to decide to decide. Your decision right now is to, to, is to make life-giving decisions. That's the decision that's on the, on the court right now. We have to decide to decide. We're not just going to let life happen. We're just not going to go and be knocked around. We're going to seek wisdom. We're going to let God's word guide us. We're, we're going to do what we know we need to do to, and decide to decide to follow him. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Celebration Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.